I'm 82. I want to tell you about myself tonight. You know nothing. Your parents all know about me, and uh, I thought perhaps you don't know too much about me, so I'll tell you about myself, how I grew up, where I grew up, and uh, how the Lord worked in my life and what great things he's done. Uh, I was born in the middle of the Depression. You would have heard about the Depression, uh, and uh, I don't remember it. <coughs> Thank you. All right. All right. Uh, but I often think how poor my parents must have been. I never knew I was poor, ever. Children never know they're poor, do they? They wouldn't know anything. You had everything. I never missed a meal. I had everything. A lovely mother and father. I had two brothers and two sisters. The three boys were first. I was the middle of three. And um, we went everywhere together. We went to school together. We went home. The girls came later, you know. I didn't really um, uh, know my sisters that well because one of them very specially. I went uh, into the seminary to study to be a priest to give my life to the Lord when I was 14. How many of you are 14 already? How many of you are 14 already? None? Come on, put your head and look alive, most of you. So I was younger than most of you when I went away to leave home and mother and father and brother and go and join the church. Why did I do it? Because I wanted to do it. Did anyone make me do it? No way in the wide world. Whose idea was it? Mine. What did my parents think about it? I don't know. My, whatever I wanted, my parents wanted. In our family, if you wanted to be a doctor or an engineer or, a, you know, there were some limits. You know, I'm sure if I wanted to be a, a drug addict, my father would have had something to say about it. But, but you know, we, we were encouraged to do whatever we liked. I went to school on a tram. I want to tell you how old I was. I was in primary school during the Second World War. I'm trying to make a... I remember the war, the Second World War, you know, not the Korean one or the Vietnam one. I remember the Second World very well. American soldiers and searchlights and aeroplanes, I do, I remember. And uh, uh, I went to the seminary and I did my secondary schooling in the seminary, like uh, year... 10 and 11 now, and 12 like you'd have now. In my day, there was only 11 years anyway. And uh, I did all that study, and, and then at the end of that seminary years, after you did the leaving certificate, you call the HSC, then we were, we were full-time already. Full, I wore clerical garb at 14 and a half years of age. I wore a collar and a long black satan. That was my school uniform. I want to get you, you know, this, is, this really ha can't happen today. I'm pleased about that. But that it happened in my day, I'm happy. That's what God wanted. That's what I did. I was ordained a priest at uh, I was 25, uh, St Mary's Cathedral. Uh, this week will be, and you're allowed one clap, my 57th anniversary of ordination. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So, like, I, I want to tell you, I've been around a long time. And now for the first 20 years as a priest, you were always an assistant priest. And that was pretty hard going because, you know, probably the man that... There was two of you in a parish, the, the parish priest and the assistant. There was probably a 40 years age difference between the two of you. And uh, probably... 
the parish priest was a different nationality, probably Irish, right? Half and half. I had 12 parish priests in those 20 years, whatever it was. I had six Irishmen. I had six Aussies. Uh, which was the better, which was... Depend on the person entirely. Nationality had nothing to do with it, right? Some of them were absolutely wonderful men of prayer and devotion and others were really tough and hard taskmasters. That's what happens when you're growing up and when you're a boss and when you're not the boss. After, so towards the end of that time, when I'm in my early 40, I had never heard a charismatic renewal. I'd never heard... I had devotion to the Holy Spirit. I did. I, I remember uh, in the uh, one time there I used to do a, a, a five-minute session on one of the radio programs every week. And uh, I don't know quite what it was about, uh, looking back now, so long ago. But I do remember every time before I started on the radio, I said "Come the prayer, Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. I did have a devotion to the Holy Spirit. But I didn't know too much about it. In in the uh, I was ordained in 1959. In 1963 came the Vatican Council. You've heard about that, not yet. Maybe you just heard. Of it. And it really changed the church. I mean, when I was ordained, the only way you could say mass was in Latin and with your back to the people. I did that for eight years. There was no other way. It wasn't a choice. It wasn't because I was conservative or progressive. There was no other way. When the Vatican Council came 63 to 67, uh, there were some mighty, mighty changes, uh, not the least of which, and we're just starting to realise, is that the, the, I think how God works, rather than get into me, look at the big picture. In 1963 or 4, the Vatican Council defined the gifts of the Holy Spirit in the church, the charismatic gifts, and that they were for the ordinary people. And the bishops all approved of that. But the renewal didn't start till 1967, four years later in America. Next year we're celebrating 50 years of the renewal. Remember that? Because next Pentecost you will know about it and we'll be getting ready for it for the next six months big time. So, so four or five years before the Holy Spirit came down on the charismatic communities, Catholic communities in the world, the church had already defined that it was okay. And the bishops got the shock of their life that they had voted for this talking in tongues and prophecy and all the charismatic gifts. The four years before they'd voted for them as being from God and being part of the church for the ordinary people, and then it happened and they did not know what to do. In Australia, I can tell you, except for the one man who was the boss and the head of them all, Cardinal Gilroy, um, uh, the bishops did not accept prayer meetings and charismatic. It was a huge upheaval in the church. And it was a huge upheaval from Father Kevin. I'd never heard of this stuff. We gave it to my priest friends, still give it terrible names. And I say, be careful, you're blaspheming. When they say, what about this Holy Spirit stuff? You know? I say, be careful, you're blaspheming. That puts the lid on them straight away. I attack. I'm an attacker. I'm an attacker. I'm not a go slow, just cop it, you know? 
And uh, I uh, walked into a, a room full of bishops once. I had a big-time job at that stage, was, was in the cathedral. I had an office in there, and I walked into 40 bishops in the one room. And one of the bishops greeted me with a help point, here's O'Grady, he's got the Holy Spirit. And a loose translation of what I said was, yes, and I don't care who knows about it, and I'm here to tell you all about it. Uh, they were running, they, I cleared the room, they got out of the room in no time at all. They just didn't want to know, people didn't want to know about it. But neither did I, I want to tell you, neither did I. I went on a retreat, advertised, there were 200 priests there, and a priest gave the retreat called Francis McNutt. You may have seen his book, beautiful books on healing, an American, Dominican, and a wonderful teacher and preacher. I'd never heard of healing. It wasn't in anything I learned in my catechism or my scripture course, my theology course. I Mind you, I'm 16 years a priest. 16 years a priest, and I've never heard of healing. I was anointing dead bodies all the time in the hospital. I called the hospital, someone was dead, you'd anoint them. Come on. Come on. There've been, I've seen some changes like you wouldn't believe in my 50 years, in, and I've seen some going backwards like you wouldn't believe either. So, so anyhow, I went on this retreat, the first mass we went to on the, on the Monday night. I thought I had a few complaints. They talked too long. I didn't know. I couldn't understand why charismatic preaching had to be for one hour. <laughs> in my little church, it went for seven or ten minutes. You know, no, that's what I was used to. I thought I was a good preacher. I had three points. And I finished and I got out. Right? Um, that's what we were taught to do. That's what we were. We were never taught that preaching is a gift of the Holy Spirit and that it's an inspired gift, and that what's more important than what you say is what the people hear. I was never taught that. Now I believe it like you couldn't believe. I went the first night after Mass, they had prayers. Anybody wants prayers, come up for prayers. I'd never heard of that before. I didn't feel the need. Uh, I wasn't... Uh, that was so... Uncatholic, if you like, you know, we'd been. The mass was lovely. It was a full hour. The singing was beautiful. I didn't mind the singing in tongues. I didn't know what it was, but I thought it was nice because I like singing and I like music. And uh, so I, I didn't go up. And afterwards, they all came around. Great atmosphere. Two hundred priests. I knew one hundred and ninety-nine of them. You know, like in, we went through college together. So many of us and. And by one day, I knew all the others anyway. And we were very comfortable with priests, you know, because you can argue with them and you could vote, because we've got so much in common. And uh, so the next night after Mass, uh, I went up for prayer. I didn't want to go up, and they all hovered around me. They knew what God was doing, like you all do, you know, how you hover around someone when, you, when they're a bit, 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 don't know what to do. They have like an old mother hen, they all got in. They took me up for a prayer. Now, from that minute, I can say in my life, my life really changed. Not dramatically. I didn't go from a, a horrid person to a saint. I was always a Catholic. I went to, professionally, I went to Mass every day of my life since I was 12. I got paid for it. <laughs> I got paid. That was my job. That was what I did all my life. And, 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 uh, 
you know, to say that I didn't believe or all of a sudden I met Jesus. I met Jesus in my first communion, in my first confirmation. I can remember them so vividly. Oh, Jesus and I were buddies. We really were all my life. Uh, but then, you know, I know that that prayer that I got that day uh, was a, uh, a prayer with a... It was a deliverance prayer. It was a, now looking back on it, at the time I knew nothing. I want to tell you, I knew absolutely nothing. But it was a prayer that took away... I was full of... I can't think of the right nice word for what I was full of. Um, <laughs> but, but I was full of it. Yeah, really full of myself. I was full... I knew everything. I knew everything about it. And someone's telling me... Here's the atmosphere of the church, you know, the, the, the way of praying in the church that I'd never heard of was a colossal shock to me. In, in, I, I had the best... <laughs> I had the best and longest honeymoon that anybody ever had in the charismatic renewal. I was high for about two years. Absolutely high for a bit. And I didn't care who knew and who started. Almost within six months of, of that retreat, uh, I got a parish. So now I'm a big knob, you know? And you love it, waited all your life to get a parish. My first parish was Lakemba, where they had Ramadan this morning. Did you see the news this morning? The streets outside my Catholic church were full of Muslims praising God at the end of the big fast in Ramadan. I was there for a dozen years, loved it, had two prayer meetings, uh, one for youth and one for um, uh, the, the older people. You know, two nights a week I spent in charismatic prayer meetings. We had a healing mass every month, all the time, all my life, from that retreat day on right through to now. And... Um, uh, fine. After 12 years, uh, we, were in, we were encouraged to change. We get six-year appointments, as you know, or not now. Not. So after 12, you're encouraged to go for... So I went to North Ryde, where I'd been a, 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 an assistant priest in the 60s. And I went back in the 90s. So I mean, we're covering lots and lots of decades here. It's hard to put it all in one. And I went back there, and it was, a, it was the parish of the Holy Spirit. That's the name of it. The first church in the world, I believe, to be called the Parish of the Holy Spirit. Not by me. I didn't pick the name. But, but uh, I love the name and it's still there. And it's, uh, I came from there this morning. I slept there last night. I still welcome to go back and to get, get uh, to sleep there the night when I come in to minister to you. Then in um, uh, 09, I retired. At 75, I was... Uh, we were encouraged by the bishop to, to quit and get out by then. And he looks after us beautifully then. And uh, Joe found me doing nothing on a Sunday morning. And I've been coming here sort of ever since the last three, four years. The last three years, I think. Nearly three years. So th that's my story in the renewal. I was born in the Depression. I went to primary school in World War II. I went to the seminary as a little boy. I was ordained in 59. So I love to ham it up and say I was a priest in the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the noughts, and now in the teens. <laughs> Eight decades of being a priest, right? 
Do you think I look old? Well, I feel old sometimes, all right? I feel old sometimes. And the joy and, and the youth and, uh, of, of the, the, the Holy Spirit in my life, as I say, the Lord touched me in a very, very big way. I, uh, I, had, I had the wonderful gift of prayer. I got up every day to pray. You know, I always prayed. I always did my spiritual exercises and it was like exercises and working out and it wasn't, it was a bit of a pain. But with the, the release of the spirit in my life gave me this incredible surge at the start and uh, now, now, now I'm, I'm not in that plane of, of excitement or, or, but the, the joy that's in my spirit and in my heart, it's there. It's a gift from God. It came through the prayer of laying on the hands and people praying for me for the release of the Holy Spirit. And it's my love in life to try and spread that as far as I can. And the joy that I have coming here every Sunday, you couldn't believe it. I have a long way to come. You know, I get home from here on a Sunday. And I spend Sunday afternoon, I can't believe this, preparing to write the blog for the next Sundays. I spend all day Sunday and Monday just doing next Sunday's gospel. I can't wait to get to it, to find out what it is, study it up and, and do it in every way, put it in writing so that it comes out here by Tuesday morning at Lobs down here and all the, your parents all get a copy of it on, on Tuesday morning. Now I should be playing golf. I should be, huh? But, you know, I, get, I don't play golf now, but I never was good at golf anyway. I don't miss golf, don't get me understand. I have plenty of time off. I get trips, I'm going here, you'd be surprised if I told you where I'm going to be going in the next two months. But I'm going to, you know, I get all of that as well, you know. A hundredfold on this earth is the promise of the Lord. If you leave mother, father, brother, sister, husband or wife, for my name's sake, it's a hundredfold now and eternal life in the future. And I want to tell you that the Lord keeps his promises. Amen? Amen. Amen. Anybody want to ask me something about that? Because I'm happy to take, take the questions. It's, it's, uh, I just want you to know that I wish I was as young as you were, but I'm not. <laughs> but I really, you inspire me and bless me. I didn't say anything that worries you or criticize. No, that's me. That's all, that's all I am, warts and all. The big externals, uh, I, uh, I never, more or less from that day, which was the 19th of January in, in 1967, uh, I, that's the day, you always remember the day you got prayed over. John's, John says in his gospel it was about the fourth hour. He remembered when he met Jesus. I certainly do. Uh, I uh, totally free of uh, alcohol. Uh, I don't know that I was ever a boozer. I loved drinking. I'd stand at the bar and have a few schooners with it. You know, I was real with the guys after golf and I don't know if it was ever a problem. It wasn't to me, but it might have been to other people. I often ask my mother about that. But, but, but uh, I just got busy. I gave up uh, alcohol for Lent, but I'd done that before when it was gritting your teeth and hard work. 
I did that and after come Easter Sunday, I just had so many prayer meetings to go to, I never started again. 50, 40, 40 years. I'm, I'm baptised in the Spirit. The renewal is 50 years old next Pentecost. I'm 40 years old next January. So by the time I got to Australia, you know, I was in, in a long time. Love it. And uh, if you don't think I'm much good now, you should have seen me before. <laughs> I was a real willpower, real willpower Christian, you know? Real will, and a, and a great church person. What the church said, and I was faithful to the church all the time. But, you know, I'm from to the just wake up in the morning and know that the Holy Spirit's going to lead me all day today. That sort of approach to life. I thank God for it. It's been a great blessing. A wonderful blessing goes on and on. It's increased every day. And I just want to encourage you and tell you how much you inspire me. I sit here on a Sunday and I look around. And, uh, you know, especially in the praise time, uh, on that hour of praise, I was never real good at that. I was never uh, a dancer or a... Uh, I love the music, but you inspire me every time I look at you. And I can know you're fed income. And uh, I love the example that you give to the world. So just do what you're doing and keep doing it even better. Amen. 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 Oh, you're lovely, yeah.